you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination in godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. the Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry V and J-Mac are on tap to help us navigate the show today. Mm -hmm. um, one, of, one of my great joys was to be greeted by um, at least two, two different sets of kids. Well, mm -hmm. one set and one single kid who said, um, one tapped me on the shoulder. Um, a boy and a girl tapped me on the shoulder. Yeah. And um, no, no, on the elbow. Because okay. they were little kids on the elbow. <laughs> and I turned around. And when I turned around, um, the brother and sister said, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then she said, Aaron the Addisons, <laughs> yes. And then, and then there was another young lady, um, maybe 13, maybe, I want to say 13, 14 range, mm -hmm. um, said, hey, Miss Miki. And I turned around. And she said, uh-oh. And I was like, yes. That's funny. I love these people. Yeah. These are my people, yeah. right? These are my people. I had to have so, it one time. Did you really? Did yeah, you really? it was, it was a, uh, a guy, a man. It's, it's wonderful. We would take, he <laughs> wanted to take a picture. And then yeah. when we were taking a picture, he said, uh-oh. <laughs> I, <love laughs> I just love it. Look, I, 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 I said to myself, um, I said to myself, man, I don't want to go on and on about um, MFL 21, the Marriage Family Life Conference, yeah, uh, 2021. I don't want to go on too much about it because we had to shut down registration. And I know that there are people who wanted to attend, but we just couldn't do it. And so there's, I'm conflicted. You know, it's one thing you talk about the conference after the conference. And, you know, all of those who wanted to attend, attended. Yeah. And so you yeah. can talk about it freely because, you know, people were able to make their own choice. But when hmm. you know that there are people who couldn't get in, we had to shut down a couple of months before Right. Uh, the conference actually took place. That's just unfortunate. But I do want to say, I, I don't want to, um, you know, I don't want to go on too much. But I do want to say, um, I had such a wonderful time. Yeah, I had such a wonderful cool. time with the people of God. And yeah. um, man, uh, so um, diverse. <laughs> yes. And, 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 and I think Laura Petherbridge, before she spoke, probably painted the best picture. She paused for a moment as she was looking out and she said, guys, this is what heaven's going to look like. <laughs> this is what heaven's going to look like. And she said, I've only had this experience one other time. And she mm -hmm. talked about one other event that she was at and it was as diverse as uh, the MFL uh, 21. And, and man, <laughs> when you, when you walk around or when you walked around and you're talking to people and, you're hugging next and, and, and still everybody's trying to figure out, you know, cause you know, we had that COVID year. And so everybody's trying to figure <laughs> out, do you hug? And so, so I'm a hugger. <laughs> so usually I grab a hand and, 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 and pull her in, come here. You know, I just, I'm a <laughs> right. hugger, but 
to see um, all the different people there yeah, and to understand that we've come for one purpose, right? Mm. Um, to be edified, to be encouraged, to encourage one another, um, to, to be built up in our faith, to stand firm, to hold fast to the truth that has been handed down to us, to be equipped, to equip our kids. Um, man, the unity of purpose. Uh, it, it was just incredible. I, I, yeah. I had a wonderful time. Yeah. And to see all the children. Oh my goodness. <laughs> see all the wow. children being ministered to. And, um, I mean, it, 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 it was awesome, awesome event. And I, I just feel like what I, what I desired and what I was praying for mm-hmm. that, you know, it would be a conference, uh, similar like the other years where it felt like family, family. Yeah. You know, That's and right. not just like, oh, we're here, you know, it wasn't Mm-mm. stuffy or anything no. like that. And I no. had someone to tell me that those exact words, you know, that they felt like it was like just like family. That's and right. so I, I just pray and hope going forward that that would continue to be the case. You know, sometimes when things get bigger, you can lose some some of the things that you find to be precious, you know. Yeah. And uh, but man, just that. Uh, that would be a feel of we're all family here. You know? So far, I mean, so far it's grown every year that we've done it. And, and so far, um, the Lord has been faithful Amen. that that has been preserved. One of the things I heard, it, it was sort of like the feel of, and somebody posted this, I think it was Angie. Angie uh, Camp posted this on Facebook. She said it's kind of, it feels like a, like a church camp that you go to and you don't want to lose uh, contact with all your friends that you make, <laughs> you know? And then I talked yeah. to another couple, I want to say from Iowa. I think. Um, And um, and they said that they made friends with Uh. other people like, you know, across the country, like they've exchanged numbers. Because I think one of the things that we feel and and our listeners will be able to identify with this. One of the things that we feel as we're all kind of in different parts of the country is we feel a little bit isolated, Um, even as members of our various fellowships. Like sometimes you have this feeling where you're like. Hey guys, y'all see what's going on? You know, yeah. is you feeling of like is everybody yeah. is everybody paying attention? And so then when you gather with people who they all are paying attention, mm-hmm. they all are watchful, they all are prayerful, they understand the times that we're in, and then you put all those people in one place, mm. you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> we are not alone. Right. Like you know, the the Lord has preserved a remnant, and that's exactly what the feeling was. And I mean, it's just I don't know. I don't know what would compare to that. I, I tell you, I found myself uh, wrestling with some of the feelings of like, you know, well, Lord, why don't you just call all of us to one area? But that's not what the <laughs> Lord does. <laughs> that's not that's, that's not what he does. You know, <laughs> he's got us where he wants us to be. That's and, right. you know, sometimes the, the work is hard to be able to, you know, keep pressing. It, it is difficult. Yeah. But that's what God wants us to do. Because, listen, the fact is the fact is that there are people in our various areas who need to be challenged and encouraged right. in the ways that we are challenged and encouraged. Yeah. And if we all just huddle up, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, then there are some people who are going to miss out on some very valuable yeah. information. And that's the beauty of it to me that, you know, you can come and, um, man, meet people and be refreshed and, and encouraged, you know, um, to go back, you know, to where you are mm-hmm. and, and, and implement the things that you have heard and, and learned, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think, um, for that to happen, I think we could see revival within this land if we yes. would um, take those things, take things like this back to our homes and implement That's them right. in our in our individual homes. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing our children discipled and things like that, man, we can that movement can start within our homes. 
You know? Yeah, absolutely. Man, I was I was reading a post earlier on on Facebook um, from our sister Merle, who yes. was there with I want to say her daughter and mm-hmm. uh, one of her grandchildren, her grandson, yes. and her husband. And um, and anyway, she was talking because they actually stayed over and attended our local fellowship on yeah. Sunday. Yeah. And so they were a part of our youth portion yeah. that is family integrated. Like mm-hmm. we're all together, but it's targeted at our young people to equip them with apologetics and doctrine. And so we we, so to speak, marry those things together because mm. they are not mutually exclusive. Right. In fact, you can't understand um, you can't understand doctrine without understanding that it's logical what we believe. Mm. What Amen. we believe is logical. That's right. So we teach all of these things. Um, and, and so we were uh, talking to the young people on Sunday about what it means to be a culture-proof kid, a culture-proof yeah. kid. So neat to see so many kids wearing their T-shirts. So awesome. Yeah, was, and so what does cool. it mean when you put, when you put that, um, that phrase on your chest that you're culture-proof? What does that mean? So we asked a series of questions where we kind of you know grill the kids and get a response from them. And it was just incredible um, to see the light bulbs going off for kids mm. that they can defend the faith, that yeah. they can answer these questions. And even that little bit of nervousness that they feel when you're being put on the spot and you're answering these questions into a microphone, uh, <laughs> in some instances standing up in front of a large crowd of people. Um, it's so interesting to, you know, to watch that dynamic where it's like, I'm nervous, but I, I'm, I'm going to do this, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it, it kind of becomes like a simulator. Like that's, that's what we're doing. You, you, your kids are going to go out into a culture that is hostile to the truth. And so that little bit of nervousness that they feel, if you can teach them to overcome that mm-hmm. and to, to drive that stake in the ground and stand flat footed, um, then that's that's the best thing to do, yeah. you know. And mm-hmm. and I think even being able to say to kids, sometimes adults feel anxious. Mm. Sometimes adults feel nervous. Right. Like that's not just right. a oh, in your youth. That right. is no. That's <laughs> you know, we have to constantly remind ourselves that we are standing on the truth of God's word. And I think when kids hear that and they recognize that that's not just a, it's not a childish feeling. Yeah. It's a feeling that Christians in general wrestle with, but we overcome that because we are confident in what we believe. Yeah. We're confident in what we believe. So Amen. anyway, um, I, I would imagine that uh, if I know you mm-hmm. and the rest of this team, there's already planning uh, going into 2022. Yeah, we, we got we to gotta think about that, you know. So and um, so stay tuned. Like we're going to have information. Uh, coming about that and other uh, marriage family life events because we have some date nights planned, mm-hmm. you know, that's coming up uh, soon. But uh, but yeah, we man, what we're doing, I, I really feel like the focus on you know marriage and family, you know, and and just getting back to hey, what American Family Association the middle name is. And that's what, our middle name. You know, that's right. And and just highlighting that and celebrating that mm-hmm. and doing all that we can to say. You know, we can get our houses in order. Yep. You know, a lot of other things will fall in line. So, yeah. yeah. That's right. And, you know, it's going to take time. Oh, yeah. It's going to take time. I was talking to Walker Wildman about this uh, during the conference mm-hmm. as we were uh, commenting on just so much of the content and how it all was just kind of it, it seemed to be like just woven together. You yeah. would have thought that the speakers got together and said, mm-hmm. OK, so then I'm going to talk about this and then you talk about this. And then and that didn't happen. Right. But what did happen was prayer asking the Lord Amen. who should present at this conference. Amen. I mean, first work, which is work, is prayer. Right. And we were talking about how these things, the things that we believe the Lord has impressed on our heart to do, we're not going to see in some instances, some cases, you're not going to see the immediate result of that. It's over time. Right. Because you're going to be like you're turning a huge ship. 
right? So it's going to take time. But people who hate God, people who desire things that are antithetical to our faith, okay, to the one faith, um, these people know how to bide their time. Yeah. They know how to play the long yep. game. Yep. You, you understand? We're yep. just like, oh, I tried that for a week. It didn't work. So I'm, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> it don't but work. These people have spent decades, yeah. generations oh, yeah. re-engineering and reworking. And then we look up one day and we're like, I don't recognize where I live. Mm. Well, th- that's because it's been changing decade after decade after decade. And we as Christians have continued doing the same thing we always do. And just thinking, well, maybe this year will be different. Maybe this year will, maybe this election will turn things around, but the culture continues to slide. And it's mm. because those people who, while they have an opportunity to come to know Jesus Christ, have rejected him. They know how to play a long game and they know how to always, and I joke about this, but they know how to look at your plate and ask, are you going to eat that? <laughs> right. Right. And so if you're not willing to invest in your kids and mm-hmm. your grandkids, take- they are saying, I- I'll take it. I'll take that. You're not going to eat your tots. <laughs> <laughs> a lot tater tots, you know? And so what we've got to do is say, man, we are going to invest in our tots. Mm. The little ones among us that the enemy mm. wants to devour, we're going to invest in them. And that's not an afterthought. And I'm going to tell you so many of those bright orange neon t-shirts that we saw mm. walking around the Bancorp South arena <laughs> who were investing in our tots. Man. Thank you. As often as I had the opportunity in the midst of all the crazy and wonderful that was going on mm-hmm. to say, thank you so much because these people understand that for the marriage family and life conference, the investment in our children is not an afterthought of the conference. It is not, Oh, we want parents. Oh, but what about their children? Mm. No, it was, we want parents and children to be equipped. We, we've always had a youth apologetics track yep. and by God's grace, we always will mm. because the, our children are not an afterthought to us. That's right. That's right. In fact, man, look, you know, listen, what what did Peter say when um, the church was formed, when the Holy Spirit was dispatched to the church and Peter stands up and he's talking about what happens when what what these people have just um, witnessed. Mm -hmm. Right. And he's talking about this is the promise that Mm. was made. What you're seeing, this is the promise. And he says it's for you and for your children and for everyone who's afar off that the Lord will call. That second component we have removed from our understanding of the gospel and how it proliferates Mm. for you and for your children. The expectation was that you were going to pass it down first to your children, but we ignore them. And then the culture steps right in and says, I'll take them. Mm. All right, let's grab the break. Aaron, the Addison's American family radio. We'll be right back. Addison's on American Family Radio. Appreciate you listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's KB with Armies. 
All right. So a couple things. I, I have a couple stories that I wanted to throw out for discussion that kind of fall under the title of the program uh, for today, which is Be Resolved Already. Be Resolved Already. Mm. Um, but then also in the last segment. So I'm going to try to throw out two stories in one segment. You know, all the scoffers. You know, all the people who are like, she can't do it, man. She can't do it. Uh, first of all, let me say you're right. Okay. I learned a very valuable lesson at the conference. I can't do it. It's true. Okay. I could not get through all of my slides. Well, I'm, I'm working on a way to get that to all of the attendees. You tried. I tried. I tried. Um, man, I tried. Um, there was so much at stake, like, you know, my name. And so anyway, but I, I lost. So, so you're right. I'm probably not going to get through it, but that's what I want to do. And then in the last segment, when I open the phone lines, um, if you happen to be listening, if you've made it home and you attended the conference, um, we'd love for you to call and just talk, talk about it a little bit with us. Like we'd love to hear what really kind of stood out, um, for you, maybe what the Lord uh, impressed upon your heart, maybe, uh, your family, uh, some things that stood out for you and your children. Uh, we'll open the phone lines up and, and hear just a little bit from you. Be kind of like a, I don't know, radio survey. Maybe not. Just a conversation. <laughs> We're not going to ask you to, on a scale of one to five. We're not. Um, but I would like to know how the Lord encouraged your heart. Uh, if you have time to call in, you can do that. Uh, so so I was reading this story. It's a commentary by a man named uh, David Harsanyi. David Harsanyi of the Daily Signal. And... Um, or his commentary posted at the Daily Signal. He's a senior writer at National Review, and he was writing about Jack Phillips. And, and many of us are familiar with our brother Jack Phillips' um, masterpiece cake shop mm -hmm. and his his journey, um, you know, really in trying to hold the line to tell the truth about human sexuality, um, to not celebrate darkness, um, you know, but having come under attack consistently, yeah. um, even, you know, winning one battle and on, you know, the same day winning one battle, being confronted with the next and all of right. this on purpose, right. you know. And so I was reading David Harsanyi's uh, commentary and I thought, man, you know, we have to have this moment. And, and Will, you and I have been talking about this a lot when we talk about the four Hebrew boys, mm. you know, and, and just looking at the background and I've, I've been listening to Daniel on loop, you know, like in the morning, I just, I keep listening. And, and every time I listen, I hear something different. Every time I listen, I hear mm. something different. And I'm just thinking about the implications for where we are now um, and what we might mine out of, out of Daniel. But anyways, I, I, one of the things that I wanted to focus on is that we have got to already have made up our mind where we are going to stand in culture. And I think the natural question that might arise is, well, how? I mean, you know, how do you already, because you don't know what's going to be thrown at you. Like, you don't know what you're going to face. You don't know. So you don't know what you're, but I think the way to already have made up your mind yeah. is number one, that your mind has been renewed. Mm. So you have a new way of thinking. So then if your mind has been renewed and you have a new way of thinking, then um, I would say, renewed by the spirit of God, yeah. then you are going to think in accordance with God's word. That's right. So you don't have to know what situations you're going to face. And by the way, let me just say that I'm really talking to myself right now. Right. So you don't have to know what situations you're going to face mm. or what the details will be of those situations. You just have to already have determined that the word of God is authoritative and however yeah. difficult it is to apply it, you're going to do it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So here's the commentary of uh, David Harsanyi writing about Jack Phillips. And, and listen carefully here, because I, I believe that what Jack Phillips is facing becomes sort of a metaphor for where we are right now in culture and what each of us either has already faced or will face in the future. Like you, you either have already gone through your testing moment where you have to decide that you're going to stand there. You know, do you remember in high school um, you played these games? Maybe you didn't play these games. I don't know, but you played these games where you would take your, take your stance, I guess, and you plant your feet and then um, the person would, shove you just a little bit and you see, make sure you don't take a step back. Do you remember that? Oh, Did y'all yeah. do that? Yeah. Like kind of a balance exercise. Right. And then, and then they go a little bit, a little bit harder and you have to, you plant yourself. You're trying not to, yeah. to rock back. Well, I really believe that we are in those kinds of moments, except that, you know, they're not just kind of trying to test our balance, right? They want us to blaspheme God. Mm. They want us to blaspheme God. Right. And so what we have to do is we have to already be resolved Right. We have we have to already have decided where we are based on what we know to be true of God's word. OK, so here's the metaphor. Jack Phillips, um, David Harsanyi's commentary. I've been writing about Colorado cake maker Jack Phillips fight against cultural authoritarians for a long time. This past March, I noticed that um, or I noted that Phillips would probably be badgered into the grave. And this week, Denver District Judge A. Bruce Jones again found that the state could could compel speech claiming that Phillips had acted unlawfully when refusing to create a cake that celebrated the alleged gender transition of a Colorado activist. When Phillips declined to participate in the wedding, so-called of David Mullins and Charlie Craig back in the summer of 2012, this was before Obergefell versus Hodges and before gay marriage, so-called was even legalized in Colorado. He made himself the target of harassment by activists and civil rights commissions. He put civil rights in quotes commissions that set out to destroy his business over a thought crime. Hmm. A thought crime. And I, 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 we have to think about this because before any action was taken or not taken by Jack Phillips, the attack was already in motion that in this country, you don't get to think differently. You can't have your own convictions. Journalists have, been, journalists have been misleading their audience about this case for nearly a decade. Hmm. So it needs to be repeated that Phillips never turned a gay couple away from his shop. He never, quote, refused to sell a gay couple his products. Mullins and Craig were free to buy anything they desired from Masterpiece Cake Shop. They weren't free, however, to force Phillips to create something that conflicted with his long-held religious beliefs. Right. Now, let's pause for a second. Why would it not be sufficient? Why would it not be enough for Jack Phillips to say, you can have whatever you want in my shop. I've got some pre-made cakes here. You're welcome to have that. But I'm not going to uniquely design or express a thought that I, my conscience won't allow me to do. Like, I, I'm not going to do. Why does that matter? It's almost as if it's almost as if the enemy knows that approval of sin is sin. Romans chapter one, verse 32. Check me. Check me. <laughs> it's almost as if the enemy knows that getting you to approve sin mm -hmm. is sin. Mm -hmm. 
Yep. It's not you don't have to you don't have to participate, but just approve of it. Romans chapter one, verse thirty two. Back to the commentary. All right. Yet in twenty twelve, the Colorado Civil Rights Commission set about bankrupting Phillips by asserting that his refusal to bake a cake was driven by a deep seated personal animosity toward gay customers rather than by his Christian faith. It's not true. This is important yeah. background that is contained in this commentary here. Yeah, and it shows you. Were you going to interject that? I was just going to say, that, and it break? shows you what's behind it. Like, like you just said before, there's no other explanation for that. It's seeking for affirmation and, you know, like, yes, you need to agree yes. with us or what we, yeah. you know, how we live. Like, that's that's it. Like, it's, it's to make yeah. uh, the Christian bow down to this, the spirit of this age mm-hmm. and to say, you know, yes, it, it's fine. Yes. I agree. You know, bow down is an excellent way to put it. And again, I think of the four Hebrews, yeah. you know, bow down is an excellent yeah. way to put it. That's, that's what we are being forced to do in culture. We're, we are being forced. So, so the thing is, so, so if you look at Daniel, Man, and I know I, I I see the time, so I'm not going to be able to do as much of a build up. Maybe, maybe tomorrow, Lord willing. Okay, I'm not going to be able to do as much of a build up as I wanted to because there's so much in Daniel. But to your point, Will the Great, when you talk about being forced to bow down, and you think of the Hebrew boys, all right, and and the call was, um, when whenever the whenever the people hear the sound of the horn, the pipe, mm-hmm. the lyre, the trigon, the harp, the bagpipe, and every kind of music, all the people, nations, and languages are supposed to fall down and worship the golden image mm-hmm. that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And so you think about where we live today. So we don't have any music playing, at least not in the traditional sense. But what we do here is as soon as you hear the declared pronouns, as soon as you mm. hear the declared relationships, as soon as you hear, you, you understand what I'm saying? Yep. Then you are to bow down and use those. You mm. say those. You agree with those. Exactly you stand it. on that side. Yep. And so what... That's exactly what it is. And so when we say, "Mm, though others bow down around us, we're not going to do it. That's going to make us stand out. Right. That's going to make us look different. Here's something that I think is so important to note about Jack Phillips and his cake shop. That when he and his wife started their business in the early 90s, they decided that Masterpiece Cake Shop would adhere to their values. Now, now listen to this, and this is important. Some of you may already be familiar with this information. For others, it will be like, oh, man, I never heard that. And this is very, very important for people to understand. In the early 90s, when they started their cake shop, they decided that their Christian conviction was going to drive the way they operated as a business. They refused to make cakes with alcohol in them. They refused to make salacious cakes for bachelor and bachelorette parties. They don't make Halloween cakes. They don't they do not design or make anything that they find to be in conflict with their Christian conviction. (laughs) So they were not signaling or picking out any group of people. They were saying, look, these are our convictions. We're we're not we're we're not going to, you know, deny or bulldoze our conscience. But what do activists want? Activists want. They, they have moved from tolerance, which was a lie from the beginning. Remember, after the ball, it was not, it was not tolerance. Mm-hmm. All right. They've moved from that to now clear and open celebration 
Mm-hmm. And if they can, if they can, yeah. for the weakest among us, participation. Yeah. Participate. And you say, well, no, I'm not participating in that. I just, but if you give approval, you are participating. That's also like a, not a submission, only, a submission to an uh, agenda and ideology. Like it's, it's you're going to submit. Yes. You know, and it's a, the, it's almost like a, a tying uh, arm behind someone's back and said, you will say this, you will do, do this. And if not, yep. you will be punished. It's the punishment of the wicked. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. You know, it's, it's interesting too. Um, at the time that uh, Jack Phillips refused the request to design, to use his creative artistic ability to design a cake for two men who were, ge- who were said, said to be getting married um, at the time there were cake shops within a five mile radius of the masterpiece cake shop, right? At least a dozen places that would have made the cake for these men. Mm. At least, at least a dozen places that would have made the cake for these men. But what did they want? They didn't, it wasn't about the cake. It was about compelling thought. Yeah. It was about telling people what to say, demanding that they say it. In June of 2017, the very day that the Supreme Court agreed to hear Phillips' case, um, a person named Autumn Scardina, a transgender activist in Denver, called Masterpiece Cake Shop and requested a custom cake with a blue exterior and a pink interior to symbolize a gender transition. Phillips turned down Scardina as the lawyer knew he would. Mm. Scardina informed the Colorado Civil Rights Commission later saying, quote, I was stunned. Really? No. You weren't stunned. In fact, Scardina is on record admitting that what this was about was correcting errors in Phillips thinking. Mm. Correcting errors in Phillips thinking. So. What's my point? My point is we have to already be resolved that the word of God is authoritative, that we are going to go into facing situations where what we really believe will be put to the test. And the very strong temptation will be to not make so much of a big deal about what the word of God says and slowly just negotiate away portions of it. Just slowly give over ground and say, you know, okay, well maybe Maybe that doesn't, maybe that doesn't really matter. Mm. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, it matters. Yeah. It matters. And, and I, I would, I would argue strongly that the enemy knows it matters, which is why there is no contentment in having your own thing over there. Or go do your own thing over there. Like, why, why are you constantly like stereo surround sound telling me that I have to hear it? Like, <laughs> go do your own thing. Be- because what the enemy wants is he wants so-called Christians or Christians. Like, I'm not saying everybody who, you know, people who genuinely love Jesus. He wants them stumbling by way of agreement. Yeah. Giving their yeah. approval. To affirm. That's right. Affirm it. Affirm it. And so when you hear my pronouns and when you hear my relationship status and when you see my rainbows and and when you then if you are prepared to identify me by such, then no problem. But if not, 
Heat the furnace. Mm. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. Airing the Addisons, promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment on American Family Radio. Welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. We appreciate you spending this hour with us where we look at what's happening in the culture and we filter that through a biblical lens. Our encouragement to you is always to hold the line, to stand on the the truth of the word of God in a culture that is constantly shifting and changing and people are waking up every day trying to determine, you know, where they're going to stand that day. You don't have to do that. Um, Today specifically, we're encouraging you to be resolved already um, to have already arrived at your conclusion that no matter what goes on, I think there is something, let me give the number, get some calls queued up. You can respond to what I'm talking about today. Or if you want to chat with us a little bit about the conference, um, then you can do Either of those things, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. Uh, Sherry V is standing by and we'll get your calls queued up. I think it's so important that when you look at the book of Daniel and you look at um, the young and gifted and talented, um, captured, brought into captivity, yeah. uh, there's one word I think that has a huge implication. So that word is among. Let me let me just read here. This is Daniel chapter one in the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with some of the vessels of the house of God. Mm. Um, And he brought them to the land of Shinar, to the house of his God and placed the vessels in the treasury of his God. Then the king commanded Ashpenaz, the chief eunuch, to bring some of the people of Israel, both of the royal family and of the nobility, and listen to the description of the youth that he wanted. Okay, verse four here. Youths without blemish, of good appearance, and skillful in all wisdom, endowed with knowledge, understanding, learning, and competent to stand in the king's palace. And they were to be taught, or they would teach them, the literature and the language of the Chaldeans. Now, let's pause for a second here. Dr. Kathy Koch, who we interviewed a couple weeks ago, said something that was amazing. She said, the enemy wants to use the strengths of our children, not their weaknesses. Hmm. He wants to use the strengths of our children. I mean, I think this is a very clear display of that. The best of the best to serve in my court. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to drop I'm going to drop down here. Um, They were to be educated for three years. And at the end of that time, they were to stand before the king. Verse six among these. That word among is so important because we might be tempted to read this story as many you know, of us as have read this story over the years or been taught this story as kids, you know what I mean? The Hebrew boys, you know, yeah. um, we might be tempted to think that they were the only ones. Right, right. But the Bible does not leave us room to think that because right. the Bible says among those who were captured. Right. Many were the best of the best. But among those were the ones that we are most familiar with. And those are the ones who were already resolved that they were not going to defile themselves (laughs) in the midst of the perverse culture that they were now going to live in. They were going to be actively and aggressively trained to live in this wicked culture, Mm. but they had already resolved that they were not going to defile themselves. You know, it's, it's the whole thing. And I've heard uh, Abe talk about this as well, that 
in those moments is not time to like get ready. You have to mm-hmm. be ready before time. You know, in those mm-hmm. showing up moments is what he called. It. You know, where it's time to to um, act. You can't. Yes. You can't. You know, resolve it. You can't just say, "Well, let's let us just discuss this and and see how we're gonna." You know, maybe finagle our way out of this. It's there. There are gonna be those times where it's like, man, you have to already be convinced that in that moment, you know, you're gonna stand on God's word. Amen. And and when it when that opportunity comes, you know, there's no room for hesitation. No, exactly right. And and w- let me make this last point, and then we'll go to the phone lines. Eight 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 five eight nine eight eight four zero. Eight 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 five eight nine eight eight four zero. One of the things that I observe in listening to and reading this particular book here, um, kind of on loop here, <laughs> is that there's a progression. There's a there's a buildup mm. to the intensity of the the pressure that these young men face, mm. because the first time it's like we don't want to eat the food and they can kind of quietly do that. You know, you just go, OK, hey, listen, we don't want to eat the food. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not going to die for you. You're going to eat the food. Hey, just test us out. Just test us out. Just see, you know, like at the end of 10 days, just see, just come back and see how we do. Mm -hmm. Right. So they're kind of like there's a little bit of it's not on full display. You know, it's just we're not going to eat the food. We can kind of do this. We don't have to make a huge deal about it. okay? but then the the pressure continues to mount. Right. Because now you're in this moment where it's like, okay, hold on a second. Are we are we going to bow before this idol? Well, actually, and let me back up before that, there's a moment where Daniel interprets Nebuchadnezzar's dream. Yeah. And so his skill, his gift that God has given him is demanded of of him. Right. It's there's demands made of it. And then he shows up and saves a bunch of other lives, by the way. Don't kill him. Yeah. All right. I can tell you both the dream and its meaning. And Nebuchadnezzar is like, come on, n- nobody can, who can really do that? I mean, and in fact, it, it, it kind of points to Nebuchadnezzar was looking for somebody to kill. He knew. <laughs> he was just looking for people to murder. But Daniel shows up and then he's rewarded. And in a sense, he's kind of exalted. So now he's got a lot that is on the line that he could be tempted to protect. Right? But he does not. Why? Because he was already resolved. He was resolved with the food He was resolved to seek the Lord for the interpretation of the dream and the dream itself. And he's resolved that he's not going to bow before the golden statue. There is, there is incomparable strength in already being resolved, already making up in your mind that the word of God is true, that we believe what he says and that we stand on his side. All right. Well, the great, where do we go first? All right, let's go to Ken in Alabama. Hi, Ken. Well, hi, Nikki. How y'all doing today? Good, Hello. good. It was great seeing y'all this past, over the past several days at the conference. I was there. Yeah. Great to see you too, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> as far as, um, you know, some takeaways, it's, it's, it's too many takeaways that I could go over right now. I have a, at least 10. I don't want to take up all the air time. But, <laughs> <I don't, laughs> but I, I felt like I, um, I left the conference equipped. To go back into, you know, just, you know, my, my workspaces and, mm. you know, as God provides opportunities just to provide answers from, you know, as far as, you know, from science, mm-hmm. you know, science-related issues. Yeah. I work Excellent, around a lot yes. Of science type. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, the Bible Science Institute was very informative, very challenging, you know, mm. really helped, helped me to rethink some things. So, mm-hmm. I, so that's one thing I got from it, you know, as far as on the relationship side, the importance of, 
you know, not making, you know, an idol out of your marriage or your kids. Mm. And, you know, one of the figures talked about that. And again, I never hit all, I never hit all 10 because I don't want to fall <laughs> on the inside. But, <laughs> but another one was um, the importance, you know, of me as a father in discipling my kids, um, not only in spiritual development, but also in intellectual development. Come on. Yeah. So yeah. it's just so many things I can talk about, you know, even so you know, you know, the, the, the last, you know, message that, you know, Abraham gave as far as, you know, just the importance of understanding kind of how we got here in society, going back mm-hmm. over the history. And Nikki kind of, I think you got into this a little bit earlier in the show today, you know, this, this stuff was planned. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Decades yeah. Ago. So it's kind of, things are kind of going as planned. So it's, mm. it, that's why it's so important to push back against it because we do have the answers to these, these cultural challenges through the word of God. Amen. Ken, thank you so much. I appreciate you calling in. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking how it's not, it's not often that you sit down in a room and an astrophysicist presents to you, but you don't feel completely like just lost. (laughs) I mean, what an amazing, Dr. Jason Lyle did a phenomenal job, both with our kids and with us, Mm. right? Like we, you know, um, teaching us how to defend uh, the faith and using the Bible first and foremost, starting with the word of God, the authoritative word of God, man, Amen. it's so good. All right. Thank you so much, Kim, for calling in. Will the great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Kathy in Ohio. Hi, Kathy. Hi. Hello. So my thing is my brother just made me aware that when the universities go back, talk about manipulating thoughts, they're wanting the kids that aren't vaccinated to wear lanyards that say they're not vaccinated. Wow. Oh. wear masks and so other people know to stay at least six feet away from them and oh, i wow. said you know it's funny that years back when the aids epidemic was very high i'm a teacher i had two kids get into a fight and when these kids got into a fight we tried to separate them and in the process of separating one of them was bleeding all over me mm. and we were not allowed to ask if that child had AIDS. right it was <laughs> not allowed it was totally refused, and I had to go back, not once, not twice, but three different times for blood tests to make sure that I was clean because they weren't allowed to just do a simple, hey, do you have this? But yet now they want to, you know, manipulate these kids' thoughts and say, you've got to do this or else this is how you're going to be treated. Oh, wow. 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 Oh, my goodness. This is the first time I'm Thank hearing you, that. Like wow. I hadn't, I hadn't heard that before, Kathy. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. Uh, that I'm, I need to look into that a little yeah. bit more. That's you know, this th- one of the questions that I continue to have is about uh, HIPAA laws and mm. how all of that works. I mean, because my understanding was that you can't just ask people personal medical questions. Like I, you, we have to disclose that now. But I, you know, there could be something that I don't know that I don't understand. Um, But it's amazing what we are designing in this country. We are making a very hostile nation in which to live. Yep. And it, it, you know, I, I don't know how, I don't know how the nation as a whole runs that back. uh, But I know that Bible believing Christians don't have to be bound by it. Amen. You know, we don't, we don't have to live that out, but man, that's, that's, that's really scary. All right. Will the great, where do we go next? All right. Let's go to John in Georgia. Hi, John. Hey, Will. Hey, Nikki. How are y'all today? Good. Hello. Thank you. Thank you very much for all you do. First, 
Um, Will, you brought up a great point yesterday. It hit right along with my Sunday school lesson that I taught yesterday in our married couples class, and and that was on the the fact that before you get there, before you ever leave Mm -hmm. to go somewhere, you've got to put up a wall. You've got to put up that. You you got to be ready prior to getting there. And so, yeah. real quick, I, I'll do this quickly. In Revelation chapter two, um, verse eighteen, he's you know uh, Jesus is talking to John in the church of Thyatira, and and, and he tells of his, their good deeds and their good service. But the warning, nevertheless, I have this against you: you tolerate that woman Jezebel, who mm. calls herself a prophet. By her teaching, she misleads my servants into sexual immorality and the eating of food sacrificed to the idol. Mickey, that is the food sacrificed to idols. If he took part in making that cake, he's eating that food sacrificed to idols. Mm. Man, thank thank you you so much for calling, John. I appreciate it. And I'll I'll say this too. Um, We uh, put high premium, a high premium, premium on the word of God. So if you're calling in, I just, I sense our brother was like, real quick, uh, Revelation. No, we can take our time. Like, let's talk about the word, right? Mm-hmm. Because the reason we take the stand that we take in culture is because of the word. So thank you so much uh, for reminding us of the scriptures. Amen. Well, the great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to John in Michigan. Hi, John. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. I have two compliments and two comments. Okay. Do we have time for the compliments? we can go to comments if you like you want why don't you start with your comments just in case (laughs) we might need no i'm gonna defy i'm gonna defy you and i'm gonna say that you guys uh (laughs) your crt (laughs) your crt uh session that you had with abraham um was amazing and it just the way you the, the knowledge you have and the way it just flies off your tongue i know it took studying but wow um so fluent so amazing so educational. Thank you. Glory to God. Will, thank your you. Wednesdays with your Wednesdays with Will are so strong and so spiritual. I just want to thank you for for how much work you put into them and how well you do there. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay. Um I was in a grocery store. I'm going to say the place Cedar Springs, uh Michigan this morning getting groceries at 7 a.m. and I saw this this end cap of uh summer reading and one was on Ru. This is for kids. RuPaul was one of them, and mm. the other mm. one was uh, Harvey Milk. Wow! Um, enjoy your summer of reading. Yeah. Wow. So now you know what do I do? This is what you're talking about today. What's my move? So I need to call that store yeah. and talk to them about it. Another quick one for a laugh is is not a good laugh, but I was talking to a friend the other night. He said his daughter's boyfriend is not going back to work. He's gaining so much unemployment. He mm. bought a boat, and he has a slip in Lake Michigan. So wow. there's our stimulus package. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Man, Thanks, you know, we, we, John, you know, we've done at least two shows on this and, and talking about the blessing of work. Look, all of these things come together. All of these things converge to wear down the people of God. All of these things converge to make normal rebellion against God. And so then the people of God who are living in the midst of like depraved people, we have a choice to make. We are either going to be fortified by the word of God or we're going to deny the truth and be caught up in a culture that is rebellious against God and either don't know it or don't care or a combination (laughs) of both. Yeah, right. 
I'm telling you, listen, all of it's happening on so many different fronts. Yep. I had <laughs> I had a five point five <laughs> points of cultural contact. I only got through two. One day you two will. of them. You get through. One day I'll get through all five. <laughs> all right, we're out of time. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.